Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. My name is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and we're in Soul Talk today. And uh, I want to thank everybody for being here, or you're going to sign up later on and you're going to see this video, please hashtag replay. I will appreciate that very much. And uh, and let us know where you're uh, connecting, please. I will appreciate that. And today we have a very, very special guest. It's one of my soul sisters because I, I do feel very connected to New Zealand. I always mention that that I have a family over there. And uh, and today I have one of my soul sisters from there, from New Zealand. And uh, let me tell you about a little bit about who she is. Um, her name is Lynn Erin. Uh, she lives in Hamilton, New Zealand. And she's a creative and muse- a musician, reader, researcher, learned and unlearned. She's a, a catalyst coach, helping people to find their uh, their own healing within. One of them, uh, on one of the groups, she have a um, season of cir- uh, cycles where she facilitates women's cycles each new full mo- and full moon. And the workshops, uh, she do also workshops and events, creating spaces and deep connections, healing and sisterhood. She's a... a um, Nurturing, uh, nurturing uh, her own innate intuition, wilderness, and divine feminine, and love to play with others upon this path. She works with neurolinguistic programming and intuitive practice, and she loves to play with the cycles of the moon and the seasons, and my own and her own cycles of nature and creative, with a rhythm of all areas in life. And I would like to present you with, guys with. Um, with uh, Lynn Erin, and she is really wonderful. We've been in many classes since several years ago, right? Yeah. And uh, and the last one was the an old peep that was also years ago. It was wow. We've been in the path yeah. there for a while. Two thousand and it must have been about two thousand and sixteen or seventeen, I think, since I met you online through through different workshops. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, mm. yeah, I I met you after I took the first one or the second one, um, frequency factor with Karen. Mm. It was a while back, and well, uh, I wanted to know something that I am an artist, and uh, and it was very hard to combine the art at the beginning. Now I know how, but at the beginning it was very hard to combine my art through my healing process or or my practice. And I know you're a musician. And uh, how do you did that? How do you combine <laughs> that? Or what do you do with your music? Yeah, that's cool. Well, I originally my music, I'm a, I'm a drummer. So I was a drummer since I was about um, 14 years old, um, playing in uh, just covers bands and then in a originals band, um, playing yeah, playing the drums obviously. Um, so coming out of that after children, um, I kind of left off from music quite a while, and then 
started playing the guitar a little bit just to have some kind of music. But nowadays with the, the blend, um, I got myself a cajon, which is a, a seated drum that you just sit on and, and play. Um, it's just one, a one drum. And I use that in my women's circles, um, which has been really beautiful to bring music. So we try and bring a lot more music and I want to bring more as well into our circles um, just to really clear that um, voice. I, I would have never imagined that um, I would be singing um, in front of people <laughs> in circles and that because I was always hiding behind my drums in the past and on stage. So um, to go into circle and use my voice, I'm just getting, I'm funny, I'm so much more confident now um, with doing that and I can feel that um that sound, that sound healing and energy of moving that throat um, vibration and everything is just, it's beautiful and it can really help others. And of course the drum, um, bringing the drum into circle as well, or even for myself sometimes just with, if I feel like doing some, you know, um, sound kind of chant um, along with a kind of heartbeat drum or anything like that is really beautiful. So it's kind of beginning to be interwoven into, um, yeah, my spiritual and healing practice as well, usually with um, usually with groups within the circle and, and doing um, the songs and chants and that. Yeah. I, I have a question that uh, what if, uh, I know we have many awakenings through our lives. It's not only one that you would just wake up and that's it. And that's you are who you are now. No, we, we have different grades. I, that's, that's what my experience was. Uh, different grades of awakening mm -hmm. and uh but for you but something triggered that something makes you wake up and say hey what i'm doing is not what i want or i or i'm bored or or something what happened to you so for a musician you decide you know what i'm gonna start uh digging deep and start working with myself what happened or can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit your story yeah sure I guess I've, I've always been interested in, um, I guess, the spiritual realm and aspects. Um, as a young uh, teenager, I would have been very interested in um, reading the books from the esoteric section and the spiritual section and crystals and all of those kind of things. And um, as I got into my music, I kind of left that off to the side a little bit. Sorry, Cocoa Clock's going to go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I left that off to the side a little bit and was in the band for... Oh, yeah, over 10 years just playing, so music was just my life, and I think I got a lot of all the, that presence and nowness and um, passion and that from the music, so I think all of that was, yeah, suffice. As I had children, I got pregnant and had my um, children, that got me out of the music scene, um, but I would say it's probably that pinnacle moment would have been my birth with my first son. I had quite a traumatic birth. Um, with him and I think I think it was that um, that moment of you just start questioning everything like once, once I had to or even my pregnancy I started questioning what things were right what people were telling me from the outside world was the way to be a mother or the way to bring somebody up so I started questioning um, through there and then yeah with the birth trauma I started looking for um, help obviously as I got pregnant with my second son um, and I started to go to groups like a, um, I was a home birth circle group because I felt like I could never go to the hospital again um, and so I started going to a home birth circle and it was so healing being able to be in a 
in a circle space where um, you would be held and listened to. Um, so that was just, yeah, that was very healing for me. And it, um, yeah, it just really started me on a path, really, of, of learning and unlearning and looking into all these different ways of being. And then our friend, um, our mutual friend, Karen, um, she started doing her workshops, um, which I attended. And again, it was that beautiful um, connecting of like-minded souls, that connection that you really felt like you needed, the conversations that you needed to have. And then, uh, yeah, I, I deeply needed that. I could feel the medicine and that, and there wasn't enough offerings. So those workshops didn't continue. Um, so, yeah, so I started to create my own a couple of years ago. Um, and from there, I just am in a constant stream of, yeah, I just seem to be on this path where you just look, un, yeah, drop everything, pick new things up. And um, I've got this amazing bunch of women around me who um, go on the journey with me. And it's it's beautiful to have those connections and the, and the healing that goes along with that is wonderful. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, I hear you saying um, women's circles. I know there is an association worldwide that is called Women's Circles. And it's the same one, or you created your own? Um, so I, I sorry, originally went with Global Sisterhood. There's a, um, so anyone can look them up, and they have, they also help facilitators. That or they just, they have like just normal posts and everything on Facebook. And um, they do have a facilitator path, and they have content that you could use. So it gives you a kind of an idea of different themes and that that you could use around a month, which was just beautiful to have that. Um, a kind of a theme so you could get people together and just really explore all these themes of healing or empowerment. Um, so I use those and I still get those. Um, and then I, but I'm doing a lot more creating nowadays with adding um, songs and making the rituals my own and using neuro-linguistic programming within um, meditation um, so we can actually get some really good um, deep healing work done for people. Yeah, and a lot of it I find is the conversation too, so asking the right questions. So as you go around the group, um, the circle of women, everyone speaks and you just, everyone resonates with what someone else has said and it's just, it's like that, yeah, deep learning just in, and all remembering really and what other people are saying. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I saw, I read in your, in your bio that you were a, a catalyst, uh, catalyst coach. What is that, uh, what is the title or, or what, how do you use it or Can you explain us a little bit more about it? Yeah, sure. So I was just thinking of what I was, <laughs> and it's very hard to like define. Um, yeah, what what you are to somebody because I truly believe that it is the other person. If you if they're working with you, that is actually there to do all the work, and you are the catalyst. So I thought, oh, catalyst coach. That that resonated with me as. Um, You know, perhaps that meeting with me may just be the catalyst of the idea that comes into the head or the realization that they come to on their own through, you know, if it's a question from me or a, a place that we go um, or that I help them journey to in their own subconscious. So I just use the word catalyst as I hope that it is going to be a catalyst moment. Something from our working together will be a catalyst moment for them in their moving forward. Um, As I say in my bio, I, I believe that everyone's, you know, got their own healer within. So it's just accessing that. So just trying to be um, 
yeah, a catalyst for people to get that change in their life. And uh, but uh, but how do you do your? Do you use only NLP in your in your therapies, or how how you how are you managing your therapies? So I Is use it, a lot of. No, I, yeah. I, I do a combination of of things. I can't say, oh, I only do an NLP or I do only BQH, uh, the immunotherapy. I I do everything, and then many times I'm guided. Yeah, so I don't even know what I'm gonna do, but they do tell me what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be very helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do. Um, I guess NLP is my basis. Um, but over the last few years, I've definitely been really um bringing in my intuitive practices a lot more. Um, to yeah, to listen. Um, Kelly Monique, I've worked a lot with her over the last couple of years, and she's really helped me to get into my own intuitive practices so I actually now can listen to the messages that I'm being given and um, not not psychic messages just thoughts or questions I need to ask or um, feelings I get and listening to them and um, finding that that does guide me on the right path for whoever I'm with so really tapping into that intuition which helps me use the NLP um, so they kind of end up going side by side um, Yes, I wouldn't be able to give anything else a name because it's just a, a practice of all my research um, mixed with the NLP. Um, like, yeah, I, I just read so much work, um, like from Dr. Um, Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipson and Lynn McTaggart and all of those kind of people. So I really like to um, just weave their wisdom into um, any work that I'm doing as well, really. So. So yeah, so it's a bit a bit of a mixture. I do I do Reiki if um if I have people in person in Hamilton here. So um yeah. Are you, a, are you a channeler too? No. <laughs> no. <coughs> and uh, I also read in your Bible that you have the 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 season cycles. And uh, I, are you referring about the moon cycles or what are you referring to and, and how you do that? Yeah, yeah so it's seasons and circles. And that's um, so circles being my woman's circles and the circle like the wheel of the year and life in general um, and, and the seasons, obviously. Um, so just bringing those things together and actually bringing those cycles into your life more. Um, so life is more lived more authentically how it's supposed to supposed to be. Um, so recognizing which season we're in or which part of the moon cycle we're in or even our own cycle as a woman if we're cycling um, to just be more understanding of where we might be at in that time or what would be a good practice to do in that time. So if we looked at um, just spring, summer, autumn, winter, you know, summer is going to be that beautiful time of play and energy and getting out there in the sunshine and it's beautiful so we can expect to have more energy and, and focus. And then as autumn comes and we start to slow down a bit, we might start to think, what do we need to let fall away from our lives at the moment? Um, what, yeah, what needs to get laid to rest and, and die basically for a rebirth um, as we come back around to spring? And winter's a, a rest period and a time for rest and um, perhaps, you know, starting to plant these seeds of what we're wanting to grow when we come back into spring. So just using the, um, the cycles really is just a beautiful 
touch in and reminding ourselves that we are cyclic beings and that we live with the seasons. And just because the supermarket gets um, strawberries from New Zealand and <laughs> in winter, doesn't, maybe we're not supposed to eat strawberries at that time. So it's like really noticing um, the, the world, how it is, where everything's accessible to us at all times of the year. Maybe what's what, what, what would we be doing in nature um, in a natural time of this time of the year? So just yeah, doing practices that kind of coincide with um, the seasons and bringing that into circle, um, like with the year, year, Wheel of the Year events as well, like on the Celtic calendar. So um, we've got uh, Samhain coming up at, um, on the 30th of April, which is um, like like your Halloween, which yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you know about. So a very beautiful ancestral holiday. So making sure we celebrate all those um, beautiful holidays at the right time of the year as well. <laughs> hmm. Then you're using a lot of the, the Druids or the Maoris uh, learnings or, or teachings. I, I come. I my my background is more Mexica, and that's that's. But at the same time, they're all together. In fact, they have discovered in, with the Mexicas that there were a lot of Maoris actually moving there oh. and, uh, in the ancient times. And maybe that's where I have my connection so strongly with with, uh, mm. with a lot of the Maoris in in uh, a lot of with the culture of Maori in New Zealand. But uh, but also the Druid is not so far fledged or not so different from all the tribes in the world that like Maori or Mexica or or many other ones. Or mm. that's that's where you're getting all this information. That's where you got all this information for your ancestry. Or or where where do you or where do you find that this uh, where do you find this information? Yeah, well de definitely for the information like what the dates and, and that on the wheel of the year, uh, then yes, I would have definitely got that from the, the old kind of calendars and things like that. Um, but I do I don't necessarily do exactly what they you know, what they say, oh this is when we do this or this. I like to recognise what it's for and then yeah, kind of create my own um, circle or workshop or whatever I'm going to do around that time of the year. So with coming into autumn, um, we'll do a ancestral um, circle um, on Samhain and we'll also do, um, I'll do a shadows um, workshop, so shadows and duality, um, so kind of working with, with um, aspects of ourselves that tie in with the seasons of the year, so it won't necessarily be um, exactly what they would have done in the old times, so um, yeah, <laughs> but I just like to have that kind of interwoven magic interwoven in with whatever um, I feel like creating. Yeah, yeah. I I I love history. Something that is passion me. I don't. If I ever would be a, if in this timeline I was not an artist or a healer, I would be an archaeologist because I I truly always have enjoyed archaeology and and learning about the history. Mm -hmm. And something that a while back, analyzing, because I believe that's why we're in this path, because we like to think and analyze everything. I have came to understand that, yes, that we tend to, human beings, we tend to repeat the history. And not only the history of the world, our own history or our ancestry also, we mm -hmm. tend to repeat the same history over and over again. And if we don't put attention, we are always in that season where we can we have the danger to repeat the same story that we have repeated or our ancestors 
have a good mm. time. Correct? Yes. Do you use that same, uh, the same histories of not only the human, uh, the planet, also the human beings? Because where we're living right now as planet, we already have repeated this in the past. Mm. And we tend to repeat again and again the same mistakes, the same things, unless we put attention. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you want to yeah. speak more in that? Yeah, well, I think that's a, a huge part of it is being a cycle breaker um, in this world. Um, and that's what I really like to focus on in, in the circles. And I know all the women there are cycle breakers in, in their families um, from different things. And some things might even just seem innocuous, but it's it's all it's all so important. Like he, whether it's um, self love or whether it's acknowledging some pain like that your grandmother went through, or whether it's um, what your daughter's going through and how you're handling that, or um, any of these things are just are so important for people to look into and heal within themselves. And I think um, that these practices of old, <laughs> like getting into our circles of women and um, or men's circles are amazing too, or even community circles. But um, having these circles and being heard and held and actually healing these things are just, I mean, and obviously you can do this as an individual too. It doesn't have to be within circle. I just find it such a helpful medicine. Um, but it's, you know, I think it, we've got the power in ourselves to heal the world from healing ourselves because if everyone does their their work, then you are breaking that you're breaking that cycle and you're healing the generations before you and the generations after you, um, especially when we, like, don't, if we look at time not as that linear kind of um, thing as well and path, you're literally healing your timelines um, by doing any work and, yeah, and digging deep into that. Yeah, because mm. we need one person to break the cycle from the past so we don't pass it to the next generations. Mm. And uh, yeah. I, I wish everybody understand that because we're creating the new world. And when we're creating the new world, we don't want our next generations to do the same mistakes that our ancestors or us. So if we yeah. don't stop it us, we're going to pass the same information from our ancestors to our kids. And not all the informations are bad, like the planting season or things like that. Those are wonderful. Not mm. our ancestors, but the trauma, we don't have to pass it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it takes it takes a lot of work, and um, but it's it's you get so much back from the work that you do. It's so empowering to know that you're moving forward, and just just the awareness. I, I find I always come back to awareness with everything I do. Is it, it's it's awareness of what you're doing, um, the the cycles or the patterns that you that you play out in your life, the conversations that you have, the way that your mind's talking um, to you in, um, on its own. It's it's bringing that awareness in for all these things that are happening, and then just questioning that, like, is that are these things true? Like what you're hearing in your head is the belief system that you've got set up. Is it is it true? And is constantly questioning where these things have come from and listening to how you're feeling, how your body reacts to these things. And there's a lot of things, and I come across things almost every day of 
that aren't true for me. Even if I've said it myself, I'm like, oh, hang on, <laughs> that's not true. But um, yeah, it's just really building that awareness about everything, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and you mentioned right now that it was women's circles, that the women are the ones that are the breakers of the cycle. And, uh, but uh, do you think that it's only women or men start that or if they can start that? Or why you just, um, why you, where, where this is coming from? That only women are the ones that are break, the breakers of the cycles. Um, I don't think it's just women that are breakers of the cycles by any means. I think it, I think it's everybody um, because I, I'm a woman and I work with women. I focus on um, I focus on women and the healing, the yeah, power of the uh, of being in circle. I've also seen um, not personally, obviously, but online the amazing power of um, men's circles because me, our men have just been closed off for so long now um, with you know the way society is with um, emotions and and everything. So the power of men getting together in the circle and being open to speak to each other and open their hearts is um, the ones I've seen are just absolutely so powerful and and strong and I, I think so much, so much needed, so very needed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely not um, just women. It's it's everybody. I think it's just achieving that, um, that balance again of – Um, yeah, the divine feminine and the divine masculine, like all working together. So, you know, we don't want to shun masculinity. There's so much that stuff out there at the moment, which is shunning masculinity as well. And it's, I think we all need to realize it's the toxic masculinity that needs to be shunned just as the toxic femininity that needs to be shunned because there's, there's always the path of both sides. So it's that um, beautiful balance coming together of, of both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, I and I, I do agree with you. I what I have observed that I that doesn't mean is what I, my vision, what I'm saying is right, but what I have observed is there's more cycle, uh, circles of women working with women, and you can see it. If you put a um, any challenge, if you put any class, you're going to have more women than men working in this in the circle. Even if you don't say this is for women, this is open for both. Yeah. The ones that are going to sign up are going to be women. Are not going to be, uh, maybe you will have 10 women and one man or things like that. And it's like, and and it's so, so necessary that the men start working with themselves and start being in touch with their own emotions. And uh, and how do we do that? Because it's important that they, they start working with their own emotions and more in this time of, of ascension, let's put it like that, or, or, because this time is actually very important for the planet. Mm. How do we, as women, and I, t and I say also because I, I, I've been asking this question to myself, how do we make them wake up or, or start working with themselves? And I'm not saying that they're, all the men are asleep because there are many, many men. They're already working with themselves and they're leaders in this area. Mm. They're very strong leaders, in fact. But it's not the majority. The majority is, is, is women. And you can observe it everywhere. Um, how do we, how we can do as mothers of boys, of uh, how we can do that? Yeah, that's a, a beautiful question. And I, I wish I had a de definitive answer to it, but I, I really don't. Um, but yeah, as, as a mother of boys, it'll be bringing that community together. 
um, of of all, obviously not separate, um, but of all both sexes, um, and just having that community spirit there, and and I guess um, just modelling it as much as possible, and and speaking about it, um, yeah. But otherwise, I, I don't really know how. There's definitely men out there doing the work, like like you say, and there's definitely men I know in New Zealand that um, are stepping up and they're doing like uh, like men's empowerment groups or um, yeah, like breath work um, things, like particularly aimed at men. So there are men starting to reach out to other men, um, and I hope that it starts growing like the women's circles really have in the last few years as well. Um, yeah, because it's just such a beautiful support. But I think it's bringing back that, that sense of community for the children as well because we are unschoolers, and um, which means we don't go to we don't go to school um, and we don't use a curriculum at home. So we meet up with um, other home homeschool or unschool families around the place, and um, it's quite beautiful when you all get together. And it does make you miss that that's not our life constantly. So we live in our little suburban, you know, like homes away from each other and this friend lives 20 minutes away and the other one lives half an hour away and it really makes you miss um, being in that community where um, you can just open the door and your kid has, kids have got people to play with like right then and there like whenever they want to and um, I really miss that side of community and I think it would just be so beautiful to get um, these types of lives back if people want them obviously but um and I know so many people who do, just to be in, in groups where, where mothers help each other again, you know, um, where you've got all these different age groups. When you look back to how things used to be, you know, you'd have a new mum and there'd also be other nursing mums. So if someone was having trouble with their milk, you've got a mum to step right in there or um, or one mum's doing the, the dinner. So another mum's got um, got all the children or older children have got the younger children and it and it all works so beautifully but um, we've gone so far apart from that now it's um, I think that's why these circles are starting to happen and why people are coming back together because we're actually starting to realize that this is what's missing in our life is, is this um, beautiful connection and we're all lonely um, even if we live with our families and it's beautiful we're still lonely because we don't have that community connection which we're all I believe made made to have <laughs> um like that's what we're so, supposed to be like so yeah yeah mm. I, I totally agree with you I I grew up in, in Mexico and in Mexico we have that sensation well I don't know how it's now but when I was growing because the world have changed uh I remember growing up and playing in the streets and with other kids and so forth and then the neighbor will come and, and tell you, don't do that or don't get down on the tree or, you know, <laughs> getting after you for, for I don't know, because usually it's, I was on top of that tree. And uh, and but they, it was such a community, family community was feeling like that, that you ended in Mexico, you used to call them ants. Well, all the neighbors were your ants or uncles. <laughs> <laughs> and... And I miss that when my kids were growing up mm. in the United States, there was not that sense of community and uh, the kids would not play in the streets anymore. And that that was lost. Yes. And yeah. I explained it to my daughter. She's a teenager. And she looked at me weird, like, oh, that used to happen. 
like oh yeah. my god it's like talking with someone that uh with a generation that they don't even understand life how it was so different yeah in, in the new now mm. i hope in, in new zealand they have more that more that sensation of community that we have here in the united states that it here is lost or i don't yeah. see where i live Yeah, you know, I think we we have lost a lot of that um, that too. Like we had the same childhood as you, as you say, we played on the streets with other kids our age as well. Um, it's just it doesn't happen in the street here, um, and I know for a lot of other people it doesn't as well. Um, so yeah, it seems like a a generational thing almost. More more cars, it's more busy. Um, it's, yeah, everyone's more spread out, and yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to happen anymore. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Hopefully, we all together can change that and create a, the world that actually we really want. And the only way is through unity and compassion and love is on opening mm -hmm. our hearts and emotions and be more compassive with others. And we Definitely. can create the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Well, uh, in the rituals of the moon, I do, well, in the. Um, You do. Uh, you say that you do a lot of um, moon cycles and so forth. Do you do a, spe a specific uh, rituals or things like that? And they're always very different. So um, for the new moon, we always have um, a different theme that we do. So the one, so new moon is uh, this weekend coming up or in, in about a week's time. So we're doing, um, it's the Aries new moon, so it's um, fierce love, and we look at um, boundary setting and things like that. Um, yeah, so just looking into areas of our life where, yeah, maybe we need more boundaries or um, and things like that. So, yeah, it, and looking at where our power might be taken away or and things like that this month. And so within... Within that play, we'll do meditation um, and ritual, um, heaps of conversation, and yeah, songs. Um, so yeah, but it'll all be, you know, we do about four hours normally, and it's all um, surrounding this um, theme. So always with the hope that people will walk out with um, things on the new moon to kind of implant over that moon cycle of things to work on and be aware of and um, and look for, yeah, and just. Yeah, building that awareness around those things in life, basically. It comes to my mind right now the word druids. Uh, I, I imagine that over there, where um, in New Zealand, like in England, in many places over there, uh, they they had um, a lot of the teaching of the druids, and uh, and that's the, a lot of the things uh, over here. Also, we we do a, a lot of the, the rituals and so forth with the moon. It's not too much different, and but uh, a lot of the teachings that you're doing right now with the moon is, is true. It's correct. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of it is based um, from that, and I also like to think of it as just inherent. Like it, it's who we are. I feel like we're part of these things, and so it might come from the droids, or it might come from um, wherever, really. But it's It's just something that's inside us because we're connected to um, to the earth and the moon and the tides and um, and yeah and nature. So it just feels 
there's just something that feels innately right about it. So um, I definitely haven't connected with any specific um, religion or anything. I do find that the Celtic um, like mythology and that, like if I'm working with a um, like a goddess um, archetype or anything like that, I do I do often like the Celtic um, mythology, which would be your druids and that. Um, yeah, and a lot of, and all these practices did come did come from there, and I find a lot of worth in in the books and rituals and that they do. So I do definitely get a lot of inspiration, and from that from that side side of things. But then, yeah, I like to to weave it with my own things, and yeah, obviously, like we were saying before about using the neurolinguistic programming and that. So it's not just going to be a um, I don't necessarily just, you know, do a, a prayer or an invocation. It's it's going to be something where you're going to bring some remembrance or um, empowerment to yourself through it um, by trying to use the right language and, and uh, words and, and make people create things with, you know, their sounds and their visions and, um, yeah. Yeah, we need to bring back all the teachings from the, our ancestors because there is important And I always, uh, before, when I, I did not uh, understood this, I says, oh, this is Wicca, this is Druid, and this is this and this is that. You know, when you're trying to understand the world, you put you have to put everything in a little square so you can understand and keep it in your mind, even if all the squares are wrong. <laughs> but uh, but it's, a, it's beautiful. I've been, I've been studying more about the, the, the nature of the Druids that later on it became the Wicca, but the Wicca became different that uh, and not too close to what it was the original knowledge mm -hmm. of the Druids. And it's, it's beautiful. Yes, uh, people that have so many fears and so forth because the religions have put fears on mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It's because it actually was bad. It was, it was the knowledge of, of nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, nature religion. <laughs> and that's what... Um, It all, it all should be like I can't think of anything more for myself other than you know being a part of Mother Earth like Gaia it's um how can we not treat her like a part of us so it's it's funny how um, uh, unattached people have become to where they've come from like yes we come out of our mother's bodies but we're of the mother <laughs> um, the earth and so Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to me that that would ever be tossed aside as a <laughs> um, as a religion or anything like that. So, yeah, really glad that you're doing this because it's very important that to be more knowledge about all those teachings. Mm. They got lost. Yeah, it's not too much information about it. You find a lot of information about shamanism and things like that everywhere, but. Part of the shamanism is also being druid. Mm. That yeah. got lost, and uh, mm. and it needs to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of it is um, it's really it's already inside of us. And I mean, I found a lot of my awarenesses and um, things that come to me are just simply from quiet and. It's not. I mean, it's definitely from books and reading because I'm definitely read all that too. But the, the clicks and the aha moments always come from when you're quiet and you just remember. So even if it's been um, set off by something you've read or someone that 
someone has said something, it's still that that moment when your body just goes, oh, and then you like remember and you know exactly what it is. It might not even have words that go with it, but it's like a it's a remembrance and it's um yeah it's, it's quite beautiful and that's where I totally agree with you about all the old teachings. Um, a lot of those are a remembrance for a lot of people when you turn the pages of those books or um, yeah, just start to ponder um, that kind of information. Yeah. When you're doing these cycles um, and, and these rituals, are you doing it online or in person or in both? Um, I do do online ones as well. Um, so at the moment, I am halfway in um, what are called seasons of the autumn moons. So we're in autumn over here in New Zealand. Um, so it's yeah over the season of autumn, and there's five um, events that go over that time. So we had, um, we're doing three new moon circles and uh, autumn equinox and then we'll have Samhain on the 30th of April. And I also do workshops and um, other moon circles and stuff online as well. Yeah. You shared all uh, the ones that you have, uh, that you want to share in the group and Awakening Within. So there's is growing, it's a community that is growing and, uh, and it's important to show in this side of the continent. Yes. In this in this continent, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, very interesting. So yeah, I've, some of the things that I would do would be off balance with where you are on the side of the world. But most of the time, um, it's absolutely fine anyway. Um, I have a woman from um, England or UK at the moment in my season of the autumn moons. So she's in spring, but she still re resonated with the um, the topics that we were going to be covering. So she's still doing that as well. But yeah, it's um, yeah, that's no, cool. Yeah, I remember when I started working with with you guys. Uh, it was like I was looking for my north star, and for you it was the south. Uh, the yeah. <laughs> even my my cycles completely changed. Yeah. It was just working uh, with uh, with you guys in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, cool. It yeah. Was where all your whole body readjust. To, even if, if I was physically still in in America, it, it, my whole body readjusts because I was working and connecting to the energy over there in New Zealand. It was, mm, yeah. it was very interesting to understand that, how oh. our body is so magical to do this yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely remember those times when, yeah, you were even online at the, the um, gatherings and that we'd have, and it was, yeah, it was very cold. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, mm -hmm. right now we're in spring over here. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, okay, and um, do you do, uh, then you, you mentioned that you use NLP. Do you use another techniques uh, uh, with, with your clients? With the NLP techniques? No, no. do you use uh, uh, other techniques besides NLP with, with them? Or what kind of, how do you do a healing with them? Yeah, mainly NLP would be my um, definitely my basis of go-to techniques um, or quick ways of just speaking and questioning um, and getting access with the subconscious. Um, and then, yeah, definitely just using just other intuitive practices. I do use cards sometimes if people are open to, um, to using cards or um, even tea leaf reading. I've been practicing that with Kelly Monique and actually can do quite good at tea leaf reading. So um, I actually really, really enjoy doing that and I'm very surprised at the, um, 
the results of doing so. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely keen to do more uh, work like that with people who are open to it as well, which also brings in the NLP because once you've dug that deep from the messages that come from the cups, then it's easy to kind of go in and do that um, or help assist with that healing that needs to happen for whatever gets brought up. So yeah, very um, a lot of a lot of play in there and bringing in yeah different different research um, things that I've done as well whether it's um, colours or energy or sound um, there's yeah lots of different aspects that I'll just have to intuitively bring in for different people yeah yeah we are I'm gonna be interviewing also Kelly Kelly Monique oh my gosh she's yes. such a talented uh, psychic and and so Beautiful heart. I'm the yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've been very honored to be able to um, yeah, do quite a lot of work and practice with her. And um, yeah, she's she's really helped me with my own practices and um, what I can offer to people. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when we met, uh, we the online classes was before the pandemic. So the online classes was not so open in that time. It was not a necessity because you have the contact of people. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she was teaching her classes, uh, she she was not doing it online. So I mm. couldn't do it. Yeah. And I hope that that have changed because it opened up and connect us to the whole world. How do you did after with the pandemic uh, for you guys? Because you were more in person doing all these therapies and how how we have work with the pandemic because I can with now we can say worldwide is like before the pandemic and after the pandemic. Mm, yeah. And and in your healing practice, how do you did it, uh, make it work with the pandemic? Um I shifted everything online. Um what when we were in in the lockdown so we had our circles online so it was actually quite good to open that different side up because I hadn't ventured there yet so it actually forced me to um, figure out how to use um, the different platforms to be able to do those things online um, so now I yeah I, I just do both now so I love doing my in-person events and um, I also like to offer it on it like you say like um, as a wider um, audience as well and if people are interested in the subjects, then anyone from anywhere in the world can jump on. So, yeah, and that's really cool. Yeah, I, I'm yeah very grateful to have all these different online um, tools as well to be able to do so. And I also participate in world, you know, worldwide events um, from different teachers too. So it's it's great to have it. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I have this question that I always ask. I, I try to ask to to all the. Um, to all the people that I'm interviewing, because for me these interviews are are not only sharing information, I'm also learning from each person that I am actually interviewing. And uh, and I wanted to ask you, um, and you're a ma uh, master manifester. Am I a master manifester? Yes. Mm. I would not say I'm a master manifester. I would say I'm a. In some areas, I am. And I am on the road to being that. Um, I have, I'm still working with belief systems a lot. And so I can see the different um, aspects of self and the beliefs that still come into those um, play, which I haven't necessarily explored outside of. 
So I'm a, I'm a work in progress for um, <laughs> master manifester. Um, but yes, I've definitely manifested so much um, things that I couldn't imagine. And I think it's a mixture of um, definitely the intention um, and the meditation and the imagine imagining of what will become and then also taking the steps towards it. So um, I work really well by thinking some great idea up and then I might all create an event for it instantly, even if I've got no content um, because that makes it happen. Like I've put it out there, people are going to do it, and now I have to create it. So that makes me manifest um, what I want with that. So, yeah, definitely have aspects in my life that I need more work on, and that's the very ingrained um, subconscious patterns that have been there for decades. So um, I'm compassionate with myself that those parts of my life will take a bit longer, but, yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we, all, we all have that. We're all in that process. Mm. It's, it's like we believe more in ourselves and that things manifest easier, and when we doubt about ourselves, that things get slower. <laughs> like definitely, definitely. The process. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have mentioned that you're having uh, some events and some classes uh, uh, ongoing. Do you have one that is uh, that the people you would like to promote or you would like to to mention or something that is coming up? So people oh. are listening so they can sign up. Yeah, sure. Um, I haven't got anything advertised as of yet that's new. I've got my um, new moon circle and I've got my um, seasons of the autumn moons, which is running over autumn. Um, I will be doing a shadows and duality workshop in the very near future, which I'll be promoting. Um, so that's really looking into our shadow selves and our golden shadows and, um, yeah, all the magic within that. And what else am I doing? Then we'll be moving into the season of the autumn, uh, the winter moons, um, which will be the next kind of intake of um, of that season. And inner child is something that's been coming up for a lot of people. Um, and so I am starting to put together some content for that. So that will be in the very near future that I'll be doing workshops around that as well. Um, and also limiting beliefs. I think that's just um, the best best place to always go and everything always kind of comes back to <laughs> um, those limiting beliefs so yeah doing a lot more work around those and creating workshops for that too yeah please later on share with us uh, uh, the links that you have them so like yes. that more people get to know your work and uh, and everybody's looking for even if we have work I don't know limiting beliefs with NLP uh, or with different coaches or different teachers and so forth there's always something that we are like, oh, I, I have not get to this limiting belief. So maybe not everybody's teacher for everything. Mm. Maybe when we finally get it with someone, it's like, oh, this I came to understand. It's like aha moment. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and it was when someone when someone that you know you were not even expecting it in that moment. Mm. You got the aha moment in that moment so yes share definitely all those links uh, yes. with everybody so like that uh it might be people interested in your classes or your cycles, yes. or the cycles. i will be interested <laughs> excellent that would be lovely to have you there <laughs> yeah thank you yeah that's wonderful 
Do you have something else that you would like to add or to, to say? Before you answer that one, um, how is being a blend for you as a mother? Because I know uh, you have your kids with being a, a healer and working with women, and you have to voice, right? Yes, yeah. So um, how how has been that blend going into as a mother and as a healer and as a, a spiritual leader also with women and having boys? How would you have blend that? It's actually really beautiful. Um, at first I thought, oh, it'd be so lovely to have a daughter to teach all these amazing things to, but I'm actually really pleased that I get to be really open and share everything that I do um, with my boys so it becomes um, second nature to them of, of what what women <laughs> perhaps do and, and what, what they're like so you've got the conversations there so there's more of an understanding there for them so it actually feels um, the more that I understand myself and um, like yeah that just the seasons and the and the cycles and that um, and the cycles of a woman as well um and you know I, I bring them into into that kind of knowledge as well of um my own cycles so it's just it's second nature they don't think anything of it you know if I talk about my period or um anything like that because it's just a a natural normal thing in our in our lives they don't know obviously exactly what goes on at circle because they're not there but um They, they hear me practicing my songs or um, they know that I, you know, I'm working at home and doing um, all my con content creating or um, I might come down here with clients and, yeah, so they, they know that I'm doing it and I actually feel, you know, really proud that they're seeing me create um, what I want to do and even if it might be slow going sometimes and, um, yeah, they're, they're seeing me create what I want to do and, are part of the conversation so yeah it's really nice mm. that's good it's, it mm. is it is important to include them but at the same time we can't force them <laughs> no we can't force them that's exactly right it's just um it's just having that knowledge there because if you can't um yeah it, it just it's so important to me to have the boys be so aware of Um, the female aspect of things and not to make them feminine more feminine or feminize them in any way but just to have them have the awareness there so they can support that side without diminishing diminishing it yeah so that's um it's actually quite amazing to yeah have the opportunity to try and yeah just be be that guide for them in those kind of areas and hope that they go into the, the world and um, relate with women beautifully. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. And that's important for the new world. Yes. That's mm. important for the new world. Yeah. Do you have something else that you would like to add or um, and or to say before we, we mm. finish? Beautiful. Um. I don't think I've got much else to add. I would just encourage um, anybody to just touch in with themselves, with their own cycles, with the moon cycle or with the seasons and just maybe pay attention to where, where, where you're at, at at the moment and are you listening to your body? What would nature say? <laughs> well, um, anything, anything like that. So just having a really good listen in and, and tune in to how naturally you're living and how aware 
you're living. Yeah. So that's that's all I've really got to say. <laughs> like the, like the class that we're taking with Karin about the organs. Yes. That's very very interesting. <laughs> it is definitely, and it brings that awareness that we don't normally have um, as a whole system. So it's um, yeah breaking things down a lot, isn't it? And yeah. and also yeah. I'm finding it hard to find words about what's happening within that journey because it is a, um, it's like a, like I was saying before, almost that remembered knowledge or an awareness that does not have words. So yeah, it's quite beautiful. Mm. That is true. Mm. Huh. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, for everybody that is seeing this, if you're seeing the the replay, just please uh, hashtag replay. And uh, we have other uh, information where you can contact Lindsay in the in the description uh, here, and please share it with your friends, and uh, and and click like. We will appreciate that too. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just wanted to add this. And tomorrow we're we're going to be having a very uh, special guest. It is uh, usually I don't do it in Tuesdays. But we have a very special guest, and his name is Brian Scott. He's a writer of the book of Cre uh, Reality Revolution, and he's also a, uh, he started the the podcast of Reality Revolution. So you want to know about a little bit more of jumping timelines, and uh, that's that's been one of my curiosities, and that's how it took me to New Zealand. <laughs> Actually, that. But tomorrow we're having a Brian Scott at 4 p.m. Central Time. And I hope to uh, to see you guys. I really, really appreciate it for being here with us and to be watching it. Lindsay, I, I really, really appreciate uh, this conversation with you. And I love you, sister. I love you. Thank you so much, Monica. I'm yeah, so grateful you invited me here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, see you soon then. Beautiful. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.